today's Gossip Girls episode is brought to you by Lola. Get your first two box order for just $9, regularly $18, a savings of 50% at trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com. Wakey, wakey, Upper East Podcasters. It's the first day of school, and I can't wait to give everyone an F. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's C. I'm S. And we're Gossip Girls. Why is she answering? Where is she answering? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. <laughs> and we are here to talk about Season 3, Episode 2 The Freshman. Which is from a Matthew Broderick vehicle. Yeah, right? it's a, a mafia movie about mm, Matthew Broderick. It was in the eighties, right? I don't know. It was in it was in nineteen ninety. Oh, that it's was like his like peak. He was like it was like right after Ferris Bueller. So he was oh, like a yeah. little he was like adulting hard. Oh Oof. yeah. Oh Sexy. little baby Matt okay. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like he the thing about Matthew Broderick, let's let's dig in a little <laughs> I'm kidding. Um he's fine. He just looked at that weird baby face until like, he was like fifty and then he like I feel got like he old. still has it. He still does actually, but like now it's like salt and pepper, it's kinda weird. It's I don't I don't like that. I'm not sure. I but also like older Bro- Matthew Broderick makes me think of like Burger from uh what was it? Um from Thirty Rock when he was like Oh, that's right. I was like I was like, well, who are you talking about? Cause, yeah. Because um, he's married to, to her, Jacqueline Parker, but like she was in Unsex of the City. She dated a guy named Burger. Oh, throwback. Not really throwback. a throwback, but like a reference. Reference. God, that was a wormhole. Let's talk about this episode. Yeah, Sex and the City is bad, and I watched it a lot. <sighs> Same. It's like on TV before I go to work, and so like, why not? <laughs> why not just watch White New York? Oh, wait, I already do. So let's go to this about. It's this podcast. <laughs> so New White we're- York. <laughs> so we are two women of color that talks about a show that is very white so white so white so white 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 <laughs> all these 25 20s tell the grandpa says it what all these 25 20s all these 25 20s you, 25, you taught me that i don't 25 is. is yt white 25 is the number oh y t 25 20 that's 25, so clever <laughs> Love Twitter. Oh my god, me so, too. So, uh, what's the Netflix description? The Netflix description is this. Blair begins NYU, determined to keep her queen bee status. But Georgina has other ideas. Serena recruits Carter to get even with Chuck. Carter Bazin. Carter we're so hot Bazin. for him. We were so hot for him. So in the last episode, oh my god, we were like horny as fuck. <laughs> like, I was like, even I was kind of like, okay, Sherry, like hold yourself down. Why is he so cute? And he's like so young in this too. I know. Like, I don't understand. Like, I just watched Captain America. I have not, but I've never oh, going to watch it. It's fine. So not relatable. Fair. <laughs> But what, it's like like relatable as to this show or relatable just in general. In general, well, I feel like that's like all superhero well, yeah, movies. Yeah, but like this one's it feels just so inaccessible. Sure. And so I was like not quite as into it as other people. I think. Um, but Carter Bazin's in it, or not Carter? Sebastian Stan's in it. Mm. And he's like very adorable. I, in this. I, I, I Sebastian Stan him. Sebastian what? I Sebastian Stan. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I, I thought you were saying Sebastian Stanham, like, like Stanham is a new last name that you just made up. Oh no, <laughs> I no, like, no. I don't understand. But now I got it. You stan him. I stan him. Okay. Gosh, yeah. Sorry. So this is relatable because it's Carter Basin. Please. Yes, Carter Basin. So, uh, let's dig into the episode. Yeah. So we'll start off by talking about the NYU folks. Yeah, and then kind of like pulling it away from all the couples um, development that's going on in this episode yeah so um 
at NYU, we have Blair, Vanessa, and Dan, and as we know, Georgina, mm-hmm. who has decided to become uh, a college student. How does she get her diploma? No one knows. I don't. I don't like. No one was ever in high school. We discuss this a lot. No one's yeah. ever in class. This continues to probably. This will probably continue to be the case as this series goes on. As Where, go like, I don't even remember her even being in school the last year. No, no one was in school. I mean, she was she like was at Jesus, Jesus camp, camp, but like maybe she's older. Maybe interesting. Hmm. Put a people, pin in that. people can also get like GEDs and then get into college. Absolutely, so, but there was like no backstory. Yeah. Here. So, so Georgina is somehow in well, <laughs> NYU. Let's assume that she got a GED. Yeah, that's that's what the GED stands for. Georgina Education <laughs> Deviousness. My dad said it was good enough degree, which is like the shittiest thing. Ever. No, <laughs> which is like the shit a good enough degree. I'm like that is so shitty. No, dad. That's like, that's like a like a level of elitism that has rubbed up on me. Oh my um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so NYU, everyone is starting school this week. And everyone it's, is also living in the dorms. Yeah, it's orientation week. And we all know that means like joining clubs and, you know, getting, you know, acclimated to the campus and moving in and Meeting all that fun your, stuff. your floor mates and your trying roommates, to make friends. And it's very stressful, mm-hmm. anxiety ridden. Um, how was your first week in school when you when started school? My first week? Yes, it was. Um, do you remember that far? I, I do, actually. <laughs> you know, this this whole, what, 13 years ago now? Yeah. Uh, so my, I went to University of Michigan and my first week was like, I don't know, it was fun. I, I didn't like drink a lot or party at all. So I made friends with like these group of girls who, so I did not realize that I was in a co-ed hallway and like my parents were dropping me off. And as they were doing that, some guys like coming out of the shower and only a towel. And I was like, Oh no, parents, like this isn't normal. Like people don't do this. People don't just like walk out of the shower and only their towel, which they do all the time in college because you know we're the worst and so like that happened and then like i met i met some friends and like i'm still friends with them and like we hang out every so often like every few months or so because they still live in the area but my first like i didn't i went to one frat party and it was so bad and boring and everyone was like beyond drunk by the time i got there that i felt so out of place that i left and went home and fell asleep oh it's amazing it's like i don't know i'm pretty much exactly the same now as i was back then word um, you? I was at Michigan State. Woo. Yeah. Go green. Yeah. Spartans. I was at Michigan State my freshman year that I transferred because um, lots of other reasons. But the freshman year was fine. I had a roommate who was a sh- – he's no longer a senator of Kentucky, but he was a senator of Kentucky's daughter going there. Ooh. So it was my first um, first time being truly confronted by a Republican. That is awful. So um, she was – I was like totally like it's fine like you're here to like make new friends and have experiences. I was being super open, nope. and then she was a total bitch um, to me, um, and it was kind of awful. But then like the last day of like so, the last day of the freshman week was my birthday. Oh yeah, and because oh, I yeah I miss you start super early. Mm-hmm, yeah, and also because like my birthday's in late August, so um, we. She was like, I'm going to have a, order a bunch of pizza for you. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. She did not tell anybody it was my birthday. She was a bunch of pizza people. It was just a bunch of pizza like in like the common area. Oh, so and she so, was like, doing it like, I I ordered a bunch of pizza. pizza. You should like me as a friend right. because I bought you things. Right. But also it's like no one knew it was my birthday. So people just like showed up and like ate pizza. And like no, it was my first birthday by myself. That's like, so away from my, up. Away from my family. I turned 18 in yeah. college. So it was like 
cool. This is the first time that I'm alone. <laughs> and it was awful. So, like, um, but then I um, met another person who was visiting a friend of his. His Actually, his younger brother was in the same floor as me because I was on a co-ed uh-huh. floor because we were living in the science oh building. Oh, my God. It's so weird to, like, when just – it's so jarring to, like, live right next to boys. Yeah. And uh, he was a, he was a junior, and we started talking, and we ended up being boyfriend and girlfriend. He was Aww. my first college boyfriend. Uh, it ended terribly, but so does That's, everything. Yeah, everything in college ends terribly. College ends terribly. Fair, but um, he was my but um, yeah. Shout out to you. Yeah, he was, he was a good guy. He was shout out to Cher's college boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I mean first one. I had several. Cher's first college boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was fine for like when we were when we were dating, it was fine, and then it ended terribly. I love that college boyfriend is like a thing. Like, oh, my college boyfriend. Like, everyone has a boyfriend in co- Like, one boyfriend in college. Like, I had two. I had more than two. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, most... You, do you know how people say, like, oh, oh my totally. college boyfriend did that? Like, my high school boyfriend did that. Like, you, like, you only have one. Yeah. I had two high school boyfriends, and I had several ho- yeah. had college boyfriends. But I had I had one college boyfriend that lasted multiple years. And then when we broke up, I was seeing other people because mm. <laughs> I was, like, angry. <laughs> but that's another story yeah. for another podcast. Yeah. Um, so you're... you're um, your roommate situation sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so um, in this episode, so uh, let's see. So we start off at NYU with uh, everyone's going to be living in the dorms. And Chuck is talking to Blair about this. And Blair's like, I need to live in the dorms so that I can establish myself as queen. And Chuck's like, no, that's disgusting. It's so sweet to see me off. I can't believe NYU Orientation Week is finally here. I have to object to you living in the dorms. Fluorescent lighting, communal showers, public school girls. There's a place for that, and it belongs in the back of a video store. It's not for long. I can't rule the NYU masses from the Upper East Side. I need to spend time in the dorm to establish myself as queen. It's not Constance Blair. The only queens at NYU are the ones with tickets to see Liza at Carnegie Hall. Chuck. I trust that when you say never drink absinthe with Daniel Baldwin, you know what you're talking about. But when I say the first week at college means scared, vulnerable freshmen needing someone to guide them, then I know what I'm talking about. And I'm very excited for you. Don't do that. Word, the lighting's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's like facts. The lighting was like, was like fluorescent lighting. It's awful. It's awful. It is. There's like, no oh natural light in the I dorm I don't rooms. understand how, like, everyone looks so awful in the dorms. Like, I look terrible. I looked awful. I looked pale. I looked like I had jaundice. I remember oh, this one no. time. Um, my mom, it was, gosh. Oh my gosh, we were, I was like sending her pictures and it was like, like of my dorm room, like I decorated my dorm room and I sent her a picture and she was like, are you, are you okay? Sick? I'm like, have you, like, like, have you been eating enough vegetables? I'm like, okay, mom, I'm doing fine. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh my God. I thought I had John, I thought I had scurvy or some shit. Like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, because like, because moms are like, oh, this picture is supposed to, you're supposed to look perfect in pictures all the time because, right. you know, that's how technology works. Absolutely. Are you sure you're Okay. I'm like, mom, it's a white balance. It doesn't work for anybody. I know. <laughs> it's a white balance. It's not me. It's technology. Oh, my God. And like, yeah, because you're black, too, and your mom's not. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Mm, so Don't understand. Hilarious. But um, anyway, back to NYU. So uh, Chuck is trying to, you know, tell Blair, like, you know. Don't, don't do this. Don't or like because like where where is NYU? NYU is in Greenwich Village, so on Lower East Side. Lower side. Yeah, Lower so it's side. like it's far from the upper or upper. It is my side. alma mater. Oh, went to grad school there. Nice, nice. NYU, NYU. So um, yeah, I never went inside the dorms because I didn't. Because lo- lo- you're a grad student. I was a grad student. I mean, yeah. they have grad student housing, but, but not, no one like, lives there. No one lives there. And if they do, it's like mostly like you know, 
professors or like eight, eight, eight. people who get money to live there right so i could not do that i had to live in um harlem with like five other people mm-hmm. it was a, it nice. was it was a thing yeah. <laughs> it is new york city right um so yeah. yeah so she's like whatever i'm gonna do it it's gonna be fine you'll see and uh our, our other friend friendship uh dan and vanessa they had a fight last week at the polo thing i think uh, yeah i think it was a really boring fight well, i don't the thing really was remember like, it yeah <laughs> well like dan I was like, why are they i was watching this episode i was like i don't remember why they're fighting well like dan is you know kind of transitioning from you know his brooklyn you know quasi like being poor which is not being poor he held uh, his father owns a loft but you know he's going from like you know middle class like upper really really upper upper class class. yeah at least like lower up like i mean like not even like upper middle class like legit like upper class like the one percent right he's like moving from the 99 percent to the one percent and it's happened over a summer and so vanessa feels a little alienated that she's not a part of dan's like you know life yeah. as much and there was like the whole thing about him like i have to go like help serena instead of talking right. to vanessa and so, so she, she feels, feels kind of slighted. slighted yeah <laughs> so she is kind of just like re- reacting to that so dan and her make amends you're like yeah i'm sorry i was being yeah. you know really you know just horrible i'm sorry and they're it's like it's a natural fight to have i think yeah i mean like they haven't had many fights since mm-hmm. they've been friends so um it's it's good to see, like, it's. I think it's healthy for a friendship to, like, have, like, you know, a couple of disagreements here and there. Yeah, same. So, um, while this is going on, um, Serena, she, uh, and Dan are, like, having a conversation, too, about, like, how, you know, he uh, is at a coffee shop. Oh, And, like, is trying to get, you know, used to, you know, the idea of, like, being my you. Like, I feel like, yeah, you know, this is great. You know, I feel like I'm more people have talked to me than, you know... Yeah, and so, Ever. like, Serena kind of, like, oh, my gosh, Dan, you're finally in your element. Like, this is where you're meant to be. Like, we're talking about in, like, yeah. the finale, like, like Dan is supposed to be in fucking NYU. Like, yeah, first, like, he's... it's exactly where he's, like, a NYU grad writer or whatever, Ugh. whatever that was called. But, like, he's, so he's at this coffee shop, and he, this girl is, like, oh, my God, are you Dan Humphrey? POC alert. So she is brown. I'm not sure if she's Latinx or, you know, biracial, but she's definitely a she's brown girl. She's ambiguous. Yes. Classic <laughs> us. You know what we are. <laughs> and um, you don't get to ask. Yeah. And you don't, yeah, exactly. And you don't get to ask, so don't do it. Um, but, yeah, she is a brown girl. I was very excited to see that. Like, oh, my God. A POC. Yeah. Which um, I wanted to say this full disclosure. There's a lot of, like, POCs in this episode that made me really happy. That are, like, I mean, it's, it's college, and I think they kind of cast it a little bit better than normal yeah for sure but like it definitely has more diversity i mean it has to have more diversity it it was have any you know resemblance of reality but it's nice to see it actually like you Mm -hmm. know portrayed so i was very excited about that but this is the first poc that had a speaking role so far oh that's true uh that we've seen which is nice so uh kind of counteracts with the whole thing that's going on with vanessa vanessa's dating scott now oh yeah so yeah scott oh yeah so uh dan gets recognized sorry i want to mention this yeah he gets recognized for that dumb like 20 under 20 thing he wrote and this girl's like gushing yeah she's like opining like about how he's so perfect and how his writing was so great and like how she was like super jealous that he got like not into it but then she read his record like oh i understand i'm like okay you're so good at writing 
No one believes. No, 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 no one believes. <laughs> yeah, who who is this person? Matt? Like, why? Uh, it's a lot. It's very frustrating because I uh, like, Katie granted, fight the patriarchy. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, granted, we have like no like. We don't have any like resources or anything like that to to like help us or not rather resources, but like anything, any receipts to prove that Dan is a bad writer. We just I know. know he's a bad writer. By just, the way that he exists, yeah, we know he's a bad writer. Yeah, we know. You know that I'm he's... gonna write. I'm gonna write a mock essay. What I think uh, Dan wrote in his story about fish. What did he call Char? What did he call Charlie him? Trout? Charlie Trout. Charles Fish. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I said. Dude, that's actually better. Oh my god, Charlie Fish. Gosh. Oh my god. The worst. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Vanessa's dating Scott. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, we we all know Scott is. He has ulterior motives yeah we don't know what yet yeah he's like a new guy on campus we saw him in the finale of last season and then we saw him and vanessa kind of you know coexisting and he was being kind of helpful with um with uh vanessa trying to get him trying to get her and dan in the same yeah same space together to talk about things but then also he had a weird moment with rufus yeah so we're not really sure what's going on with that guy scott yes yeah, but with but that is his real name exactly so we don't know what his deal is but we know that he has you know some interest in rufus which is like red flag number one yeah who's interested no in one he is Ex- bad at everything like literally all the humphreys except for jenny suck like literally, the only thing that's interesting about literally the only person who's interested in Rufus is Lily. Like <laughs> she's the only person, like really truly, who's interested in Rufus. That's extremely true. Yeah, maybe Allison, but like we haven't seen Allison in two seasons. So who's like, Allison? Is that oh, does that uh, that's the his mom. ex-wife? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I forgot her name. It's fine. Allison hasn't been mentioned. Does do does she even exist anymore? No. Do Johnny and Eric exist? Honestly, we don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Blair shows up at the dorm and her, her first thing is to look for like, you know, a new set of minions basically. She's like, so she has, she has tryouts, basically a bunch of girls. And then she's like, put these headbands on, like, tell me about where you're from. And yeah. And then she has the like, gift bags for Oh my God. It's so stupid. She's buying her friendships. Yeah. Essentially is what she's doing. That's exactly. I don't know. Is that how Blair got to power in high school? Cause I don't feel like it's possibly. Like that. I mean, granted, we didn't see her become Queen Bee. We just yeah, we, we just we saw just her like you know pilot episode. She was just Queen Bee, and like there was definitely some like tension between her and Serena. That as at one point yeah. Serena was might have been Queen Bee. That's true. But we never actually saw her ascend. To I also like Queen think Bee the, Blair, the she did probably pay off someone or not pay off someone, but like the way that Jenny became Queen Bee is by proving her ruthlessness, and then like the other minions like still want to be part of that. But they hate her. They yeah. hate um, Blair. Yeah, they hate Blair. So yeah, it's interesting how you're kind of seeing the formation, the uh, the um, the ascent of uh, Blair becoming queen of this college campus, and how yeah. it's backfiring. Oh my god! So everyone is like, this is kind of stupid, right? And so like while while she's you know trying to figure out who these these girls are, her roommate shows up. And as we know from the the very last episode in season two, Georgina has requested Blair as a roommate and succeeded. And lo and behold, Georgina comes through. She's like, oh my God, Blair. I missed you. I love you. 
And it's terrifying, but in the best way possible because Georgina is iconic. She is I, like, the best. The the thing I love about Georgina's character, and like generally this is a bad character trait, but like you have no idea what her motivations are. You she, don't she doesn't have any she's motivations. She's a wild card. You have and, like, no idea. Yeah, you don't ever know what she's gonna do. She's a she's a wild card. You, I love she, her. She's so great. And oh my gosh, so <laughs> Can we, oh, just about, can we just talk about can we just talk about like uh Georgina and her like her her things that she packed in? Yeah, so she she shows up and she's like, I have all these great things to decorate the room with and like Blair's sitting there with like I don't know, a chandelier hanging over her bed or whatever. And she shows up with like this uh this like wall wall hanging, I guess she intended this tapestry. to tapestry. Yeah, and so it has like mirrors on it and like very classic Indian style. And, that's, <laughs> and so I said, like, Georgina and the culturally appropriately magical dream tapestry. Yep. Like, what the fuck? Like, like uh, culture appropriation? Also, which episode is pretty rampant with the culture appropriation, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I was like, oh, what sure. I we this. don't have brown people on this show, but we will have them as inspired things that white people like i don't know yeah and so like i have like i was curious what your thoughts were since so, like like this is definitely like digging right into your oh yeah i saw that and i was like i i got those like like when i see white people wear saris or silvers <sighs> and like um bin, like bindis especially oh especially God. at festivals like i just like get so ragey inside yeah. like i went to um i went to what's it called uh lakes of fire which is like a regional burning man don't ask me why i was there but like everyone's like so culturally appropriative and it just like makes me so ragey inside like this one girl's like i dressed up like shiva for halloween i was like that is so not good and she's like would you be mad if i dressed up as jesus and i was like that's completely different but also yes and so i don't know i i got ragey when i saw georgina doing that i was like yeah i saw that i I was like like and i'm typing this down yeah it's like what the fuck it's uh, yeah no i get the same way when i like see like you know white girls wearing like you know um, having their hair in certain like traditional african styles yeah bantu knots or you know um or wearing head wraps in a certain way like even i'm kind of like apprehensive wearing my hair in those kind of ways it's like that's because i i'm I'm African American. I'm not African, and a lot of those things are from Africa, and that's like, like that's, that's not my culture. Same. So it's 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 weird. It's a fine line. It's awkward, and I always feel like an apprehensive. Like, like oh. why why are why are you doing this? Why do you think it was okay to do this? Yeah, and so like I I, I was just waiting for like you I know, don't go around marrying my brother like white people do. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Should we cut that out? No. <laughs> that stays in. That's amazing. <laughs> I love you. I love you. You're so great. Um, <laughs> I don't even care if we get notes from that. I don't give a shit that's staying in. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, so it's just, like, it's it's awkward. And, you know, college is, like, such a time for people to, like, you know, you know, get outside of their... Like, a person, a person who has a tapestry like that is the type of person who would walk up to me and say, let me tell you about my ashram trip to India. Ashram trip to India. Mm. I'm like, oh, please don't, honey. Right. Or like, I did humanity, uh, you know, hum, um, Habitat for Humanity in Guatemala, Gu- Guatemala and say like <laughs> over enunciated, like in uh, Nicaragua. And it was such an amazing experience. I was like, okay, I'm sure that you were Look like. Look at all these pictures I have of myself with brown children. I'm like, I'm sure that you were like draining the resources of that family. <laughs> I know. 
that you were a that they were hosting you and they had like no money. Oh my god! That you were not giving back to their country Those at all. Types of like that you probably didn't ugh. even finish the pop attack for humanity project that you like you know got a fucking splinter and <laughs> we're like does anybody have a band aid? Like what's a band aid? And then you like then you got like all upset because you thought they were gonna get infected. Oh my god! So like <laughs> what's a band? Fuck you! I love you. <laughs> wow. Share. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a lot of um, that was that was a lot of built up aggression, but mm. I like it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, uh, there's there's a lot more cultural appropriation that happens. That's the tip of the iceberg. Like, yeah. Fine. So yeah. So um yeah. So NYU, it's uh, everyone's trying to like you know get used to one another and being in the same space, and because like unlike high school, everyone. Is living together in the same space. You're yeah, not just like seeing each other in classes. You're seeing each other at home. Too. You can't really be mad at each other. Like you can be, but it's so awkward. It makes your life so annoying. Yeah, and I think and it's and it's the first time for a lot of them to be in the same space, and especially Dan and Vanessa, because you know, as Serena has pointed out, they had you know had known each other almost the, their whole lives, but had never went to school together. Because yeah. Vanessa was she homeschooled. Yeah, she, she was homeschooled. Yeah, why was she always there? Who knows? We'll never know. She was know. working on some documentary that never some got taped. boring documentary. What? Yeah, which we'll get into actually about yeah. Vanessa's documentary, um, Tarianism, but... Um, yeah, so Dan Dan and Vanessa, I just want to point this out. Um, they, they initially make up because they find out they're both in the same women's lit class. And I... Do not find it believable that Dan would ever take a women in literature class. I think actually he would. I don't think he would. Yeah, I you think he would do it just to say he did it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely That's think he did, doing it for the street credit. Was like, yeah, you know, um, and something he said he offhandedly said that I'm going to talk about industry observations. Yeah. But, um, he I de- he definitely seemed like the guy who's like you know that um faux intellectual. I'm a feminist. Feminist. I have feminist in my Twitter bio. Like he's the guy who like owns a shirt that says "Women are the future." Oh my god! Female, yeah. The female the is fut- the future. Yeah, the future is female. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He like, he owns that shirt. Yeah. But then like tries to pick up a girl at a bar. Like he is that guy. He he go he goes he probably um, signed up for the women in lit class because he wanted to meet girls. <laughs> Yeah. I can see that. Or he wanted to like, you know, just like, you know, expand his, you know, his intellectual, you know. Which is a fine reason to do anything, but like. Fine, yeah. but like, I don't know. I don't think that's his It's reason. also just Dan, who's just like. Dan being Dan. Yeah. There's always just him, like, he's, the thing about Dan is like, there's this earnestness that almost turns into like. Arrogance absolutely arrogance and like self-righteousness yeah yeah and it's like it's like a it's like a fine line he like cross he like he oh throttles, my god that is he like throttles that constantly yeah he's like he's either really earnest but then like it skews into self-righteousness very quickly for sure and it's like what happened here i thought you actually gave a shit and it's like actually this is just another way for me to prove that i'm right to, yeah i'm like this is you. another way for me to be dan humphrey Ugh, I hate you. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn humphrey damn humphrey so um yeah so dan is in a woman's luck class with Vanessa and they're getting the same book in the bookstore and then they lo and behold find out that well Dan sees Georgina oh my god and like so they're still mad at her for a being called Sarah in season one <laughs> from Portland Sarah from Portland and uh, uh, uh. also for um, general douchiness well she's just like I, just, I like I don't think she just runs amok yeah she's whatever. the devil I mean, she uh, did get Dan's money back, but Rufus like Rufus's money. Rufus's money. Also, we never got like any follow up from that. No, we didn't. But she's like Poppy. It's been, it's handled. She did an Olivia Pope, and she did. It's handled. Not even that, but like Rufus has not acknowledged that his money's back. Oh my god! Yeah, with Lily. Yeah, like they're like not even with Lily, but just like in general, like, he's like he has like how I have like you know 
a, a sum of money back in my bank account. Like, is like, is, how much is, did he invest? It was like thirty grand, right? Thirty something. Like, yeah, that's a substantial amount of money yeah. to be like just like suddenly have back in your bank account. Yeah, exactly. Is is is, is Rufus rolling in the deep that much? Or really like just like out here with like, I don't his know. Money? Maybe he's been upper middle class this entire time, or lower <sighs> upper class. So something is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. He's he's out here in the weeds, and he's not. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not. <laughs> he's out here in this weeds. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm okay. just confused about that. So, so Georgina shows up at this bookstore, and she apologizes to Vanessa and Dan for being Sarah from Portland. And she's like, I, I'm like much better now. I'm back on my meds. Can we grab a cup of coffee sometime? She's trying to make amends. Which no one believes you. And Dan's like heart pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, he's real douchey about it. He's too, like, no. Like, like, uh, I, I understand Dan's response. Like his like, gut response is to say, no, thank you. No, bitch. No, and no. I also would just be like that. And this time I sympathize with Dan. And like. When this happens, Vanessa's like, were we too hard on her? Which is also not a believable thing for her character. Yeah. Like, she hates she hates everyone who's rich. Why yeah. does she want to give Georgina a second chance? I think that Vanessa, at her core, she believes it better in people. Like, no, she doesn't. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll push that a little bit. So, like, God, was it season one when her and Blair, like, kind of, or might have been season two when, like, no, it was season one when like Blair and Vanessa were like, um, Blanessa, <laughs> Blanessa, um, when her uh, and uh, Vanessa were like kind of like having issues, and then uh, Blair gave her ten thousand dollars, like you know, get this tape or something like that. I forgot what the reasons were. I don't remember the that storyline. I remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but like I feel like at, like at. You know, or like even with like Vanessa. Was that in the book? No, no, no. That was it. Was okay. the show? It was the book. It was. I think it was both. But or like when Chuck and Vanessa, like with the whole like um, building he was trying to buy in Brooklyn. Oh yeah. And she's like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, I feel like you know Vanessa tends to give people the benefit of the doubt. Definitely more than Dan. Absolutely more than Dan because again, excuse me, earnest and self righteousness, and yeah. so like that fine line. Whereas like Vanessa's earnest to a point where like. She doesn't understand why other people are not as earnest as her. Yeah, and um, I think Vanessa, it, it didn't like seem like out of place for her to want to be friends with Georgina. I think I think it seems a little more out of place just because Georgina is such like a like terrible person. Like she yeah. is an awful person, and she did some real real shitty things. She did, but also I would be friends with Georgina again because like I like seeing the world burn, <laughs> and I kind of want to just like see what like. You want, know you know, I kind of want to see where maybe, this goes. Maybe Vanessa just like is kind of into that. Yeah, it's like I want to see where this goes. Like let, let, let's let's hold off. Let's see where this yeah, takes us. Just say um, yes. Let's go on the let's go on the ride together. Let's uh, let's see how this goes. So um, yeah. So Vanessa, she like you know tries to make amends with um not amends, but she tries she, to like break us out. Uh, Georgina. Georgina, she's like, okay, let's be friends. And um, while Blair is trying to um, hold oh, court with her, you know, trying to get more, trying to recruit more people into her mm-hmm. her friendship, um, Georgina and uh, Vanessa held a viewing party of her documentary about a community garden. About a community garden. Now, while this is going on, number number two on the cultural appropriation tour of NYU, you've bam, got bam, bam, bam. Yeah, sad. It's, it's a sad. It's a sad. Yeah, sad air horn. Oh my god. <laughs> or not even sad air horn. Like. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, the sad air horn. You got 
Blair, uh, Blair is throwing a party with a sushi theme. And there is some fruit sushi and some sake Rita's. What did she call it? It was a sake Rita, right? Yeah. Why are you doing that? That is, that is, no. It's just wearing, it's not a kimono, but it's close enough. It's a appropriated kimono. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, we're watching her at her sad cultural appropriation party. (laughs) And there's, like, one girl there. Is it, is that Katie? No. Okay. So it's some other girl. Another richly ambiguous girl. Yeah. Um, so she's like eating all the mahi mahi or something mm-hmm. and some sort of fish. Mahi mahi is fish, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know anything about meat. Um, so she's eating some sort of fish and Blair's like, watch yourself. Don't eat all the things. And like no one's in the room, Blair. And so this girl's like, I think everyone's down the hall watching a movie. And so Blair storms off. She's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I have, like all this expensive sushi and everyone's like watching. this expensive party and everyone's supposed to be here because it's what people do. Right. Really cool. Oh, hey Blair. Oh my God, we just finished watching Vanessa's documentary about this community garden in her neighborhood. It was amazing. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I, I mean, Vanessa, tears, actual tears. When that gang member picked up his first carrot. Okay, screening is over. The cocktail party has officially begun in the common room. Sakatini's, and is that my invitation being used as a coaster? Thanks so much, Blair. But we actually just scarfed like four pizzas and Vanessa's about to show us her bootleg Michelle Gondry videos. Georgina, please. Nobody wants greasy pizza and Vanessa's home movies when there's a sushi and sake party right in the other room. Did I mention wasabi facials? Okay then. And shut the door. And um, they apparently scarfed down a bunch of pizzas and were watching this movie and they're about to watch their Michelle Gondry videotapes, which is like I don't hilarious. Know what that means. Okay, Michelle Gondry, he was really famous in the mid nineties. He did like these really interesting music videos. Uh-huh. And then his one of like one of my favorite movies he did of his is um in Town Sunshine the Spotless Mind. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, that's his he directed that movie. Okay. So like it's it's really wild. Like there was like a lot of his like he did a lot of um music videos in the mid nineties and they're just all really interesting and weird. Like yeah, they're they're rad. They're okay. super cool. But it's a very college thing to do. Yeah, to watch it's videos. Very, it's very much like a, yeah. Like, I Let's mean, watch art. Yeah, because I, like, I, I fucking had a bunch of, like, Mr. Algonjo's. Like, I would watch it on YouTube. Like, on, like, re- yeah, like, I We watched shit. Saturday Night Live and America's Next Top Model when I was in college. I mean, same. Yeah. But, like, also, I would, like, have certain friends who was, like, you know, my, my art, my art, um, fartsy, artsy uh-huh. friends. We would, like, go with, like, the film, like, the film, the film, um, majors or whatever like that. We would, like, go or, like, my, art school friends we would like watch Michelle Gondry music okay. videos or whatever. Yeah. So very so, much of a college thing to do. And they so they're watching this movie and then Blair's like, What the hell, Georgina? Like you're these are my friends and I'm supposed to be Queen B. What are you doing? And um Blair is ostracized because she's a high class biatch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And um, following that up, Georgina plans a rooftop party. <gasps> a rooftop party because yes. they have access to the rooftop and this thing that is planned in advance during the day is definitely something that's not going to get shut down immediately by yeah. the college. Yeah. It, it doesn't get shut down because this is not so cool. Yeah, exactly. But like um, everyone's invited except for Georgina. It's going to be really fun. Be there. Oh, fantastic. Oh. 
So if you're not trying to sabotage me, then what is this? First, you deliberately ruined my sushi party, and now you're making your move. This paranoia has got to stop, Blair. I am not paranoid. I'm right. Why else would you have formed an alliance with Vanessa, the one person I may hate more than you? It's not an alliance. It's a friendship. Unlike you, Vanessa's cool, and people like her. More than the weird girl who threw the fish party. Sushi! There was Toro! Face it, Blair. Once upon a time, in a far-off land, you were a queen. Here, you're just a loser who will never fit in. So, you won't be needing that. Georgina kind of explains this to Blair. She's like, you're a loser here. Vanessa's cool. I'm cool. But Dan's you're cool. never going to be one of us. Right. And she's just like, I will not accept that. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Blair. Oh, my God. <sighs> Dan is at his his new friend, ethnically ambiguous Katie's mm. um, like writers, writers group, group. Talking over all five women in the group, telling everyone how Judy Bloom taught him everything he knows about women. He, he read Judy Blues Forever, which we'll talk about. We'll dissect in, 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 uh, in straight observations because yeah. I've got some thoughts on that. But um, Blair goes up to Dan and she's like, hey, do you have a date to Georgina's party? And Dan's like, er? like he's yeah. like, very confused. Like, Blair? like, what? And I'm like, Blair and Dan, Blair and Dan, Blair and Dan. I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it, like painfully so. And uh, so key to the next scene, they're going to the party together and Dan kind of like tells her like you know just be cool like like don't be Blair don't lose a headband he throws it down the stairs throws it down the stairs Blair like looks sadly after it you okay? I just feel like I got off on the wrong foot here and I want to start again so thanks for bringing me home free Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I would just like to think that if I needed it, somebody would do the same for me. Though, let's be honest, we both know it wouldn't be you. Oh, no headbands in college, okay? That's what I favorite moments of that episode, just like, my headbands. So funny. But yeah, so like, she's definitely a fish out of water. All the kids are like, just college kids. They're like regular kids. They're talking about like, you know... Gal- whatever like their classes and their mm-hmm. interests and yeah. like you know they're di- not really about like high school and being the queen like no one's trying to form a hierarchy here yeah no everybody's trying to just like chill the fuck out because they probably worked their asses off in high school yeah. to get into school and now they're kind of like I can relax a little bit mm-hmm. and you know and it's also the first week like nothing's like they have no like term papers or oh, anything like done like that no responsibilities oh it's the first week of college is the best week of college it is because like all you have to do is just like fucking show up and meet people yeah oh oh my god do you remember and like this is something I wanted to add about the first week of college I think about this a lot and how everyone hates networking, but in the first week of college, everyone's interests are meeting new people. That's yep. like everyone lists that as one of their interests. What do you like doing? Oh, I like meeting new people. I think because we got burnt out by meeting new people in college. Oh, like, yeah. I don't, I, I'm like, I, I, like, I like meeting new people now, but like very infrequently. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. And only like, people I've known on the internet for like years. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't mind going to like a kickback or like a barbecue or something like that. Yeah. And just like hanging out and might meet like one or two new people. Yeah, exactly. But I don't need to meet like... Everyone, an- every day, all the time, always. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. No, yeah, I'm good. I we have are burnt. Like college, 
like the first week of college is networking time, even though mm-hmm. it's not considered networking then. But it totally is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's someone going back into like, you know, the academic world yet again. Um, I don't plan on making any friends from there. I didn't come here to make friends. I, come here, I, mean, I came here to get a degree. I came to get the paper. Right. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to like learn. So um, I doubt, I, I will be shocked if I come up with like one friend out of um, grad school. I believe in you, Cher. That's I believe you can come away with zero. <laughs> thank you. You thank can you do for, it. You could do it. Thank you for giving me the initiative to not make friends. Yes. Thank you. I'm here for you. Thank you. So at this party, uh, Katie is talking. Okay, my God. Katie, this is like, just Blair is so awkward in college. So Blair is like, I like your, no, Katie says to Blair, I like your skirt. Hey, guys. Blair, you, uh, you remember Katie? <laughs> yeah, cute necklace. Thank you. I love your. And then Blair's like, oh, thanks. I no, like your. No, she's like, I like your necklace. Oh, your necklace. And so then Blair's like, oh, thank you. I like your, and looks Katie up and down for like two minutes and doesn't say anything. Oh it's so awkward. So awkward. Yeah, so Blair doesn't really know how to interact with people who are not fearful of her. Yeah. She hasn't, she hasn't had to like make any new friends because like. And that's like the thing in college, like you trust everyone yeah. when you meet them. Right. And like the thing is, is like you have to also remember that Blair, as well as, you know, Dan, as well as Serena, as well as Chuck, Nate, all these people have been going to school with the same people. Yeah. Not just from high school, but probably from long before then too. Yeah. Like Blair, Nate, Chuck, and and um, Serena have been they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. So like they really hadn't had to make new friends because like, they were always surrounded by the same you know eight or nine people. Well, forever. Serena's like been really good at making friends. Yeah, but like she didn't have to make them. Yeah. People also like flock to her. She's not somebody who had, like was actually had to like actively make friends. That's true. People flock to Serena. And Blair has, like, only known people her whole life because, you know, she went to the same school. Because she has power and they're scared of her. But also, like, because they because they know her mm-hmm. and they fear her. And so, like, now she's in a situation where she's, like, everyone's new, including her. And she has two people from her past who go to the same school as her. But they're people who, like, don't feel under the, the umbrella of people that would, like, fear her mm-hmm. necessarily. And they also know her well enough to know that, like, she has a lot of flaws. So, like, it's interesting for Blair to kind of you know have to be someone to who needs to make friends in that way and it's really funny seeing her founder as as much as she is right now because she is not doing well yeah and so like the next thing that Katie asks her is like just so telling of how much attention Blair paid attention in high school and she goes um, oh, is, was everyone in high school like jealous of Dan because he's such a great writer? Because as we know, you know, Katie has a hard on for Dan's writing for some reason. How bad writing? How? And Blair responses with uh, responses just like Dan's a writer. <laughs> like how how could you not know? It's like literally the only thing he talked about. It's like Dan Dean writer. Like, yeah, that's, that's like you know his like, yeah person who writes. I don't know if I'd call him a writer, but Fair. like <laughs> person who writes words in a sentence form. Dean aspiring writer <laughs> aspiring writer there you aspiring go. writer for sure so he um that's kind of like his thing and blair is completely oblivious yeah but that's also definitely telling for her how she is in and so like life so blair is basically like everything she does is making everyone hate her and hate her and hate her like more and more and more yeah she's she's she, she, uh, as soon as she opens her mouth she's going to put her foot in it yes and she's digging further and further into like this like abysmal like no one knows where Blair's head is at. Mm-mm. Like she's just they're on two completely different levels. Yeah, and Blair is very indignant. She does not want to change. Yes. 
And so Dan, um, while so Dan's like, I'm gonna leave you guys to talk um, to Katie and Blair, and he goes to Georgina and apologizes for what happened in the coffee shop because Georgina is like obviously surprised that he's there after he blew her off at the coffee earlier. Right. And so his his rationale is that when he was in high school, he was very ostracized for being slightly less um, rich than everyone else. Right. And so he's like, I know what it's like to be ostracized, and um, that sort of makes sense. Hey, Dan. Hey, um, listen, I'm sorry about yesterday. I, I was out of line. Please, don't don't even worry about it. I mean, you have every right to be upset. I'm just really glad you're here. Thanks. Okay, so am I really drunk, or did I just see you walk in with Blair? Look, you wanted me to give you a second chance. Don't you think you should give one to Blair? She's not looking for a second chance. She's looking for a way in. People like you here, Dan, and Blair sees that. I'm sorry. I, I've been the person not welcome to parties, and if I'm now on the other side of things, I, I'm, I'm not going to treat people the way I was treated, even if it's Blair. I'm just trying to look out for you. Trust me, you're being used. Have fun. Yeah, he's trying to be, he's trying to make amends and trying to like, you know, be on the same playing, um, playing field. Yeah. Level, playing level field as him. Yeah. And so like he, he kind of feels for Blair level playing because... field. Gosh, I, I switched the words. It's level <laughs> playing field. Jeez. I'm sorry. I got you. My God. I'm tired. <laughs> so, um, so Georgina says that Blair is using him because at college, Dan is cool. Right. And in high school, Dan's like, I wasn't cool at all in high school. So I don't know if that's real if she's using me or if she actually wants to be friends right. I'm trying to be friends. And so he is like, I don't know. He's trying to give Blair the benefit of the doubt too, yeah. because like, you know, he as his earnestness does. Yeah. I sucked it earlier. Right. But like also like his earnestness again, you know, like it, it goes, it's when it's used into that self-righteousness, it's like a way to like, you know, I don't know, not control, but like kind of like, have like that superiority over her yeah and like, also make him seem more believable right he's like look at me i'm being a better person yes look at me i'm being the i'm, look I'm being at above how it good i am look how, how good how, i gave a homeless man a dollar yesterday yeah look at how good i am yeah it's like you know bragging about yourself a yeah. quote unquote selfless act so that's kind of what and chuck not jesus that's dan. What dan is doing a little bit but Georgina is also like, you know, we don't again, we don't know what her motivations are for anything besides being anti Blair at this point. Right. But she's definitely kind of like throwing some more logs in the fire for Blair's like, look, she is manipulating you. She's bad using news, you. Blair. Yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Shout out to another episode title. So good. Um, yeah. So Dan's kind of like, oh, OK, sure, whatever. And Blair, when she's like, at, it's at the height of her, like, you know, feeling ostracized. Someone gets her text messages like, we're here. So, oh, thank God. And then she makes oh an God. announcement. She takes the DJ's mic. She's like, turn that music down, which we'll talk about later. Also, the music is playing. this rooftop look the same as the rooftop in season one up when we found out about... A little bit. Uh, Serena, oh, the Ostrov Center and Eric being in the Ostrov Center. Uh, this looks exactly like that. Um, well, we were making. Well, it looks like the episode where like they were doing like the um the modeling thing when she like, also that yeah. there's only one rooftop. There's only one rooftop. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. So Georgine, so sorry, Blair is gonna make an announcement, and she announces the what? coolest Christian I know. And I saw that shit. I laughed it out loud. I know. I forgot all about it. I was like, damn, Blair, you are out here. She's, that is, she plays dirty. That is really, really dirty. But like, but also brilliant. She yeah. was like, it's a conversion party. 
that's like that was like a really like, it's terrible thing to do but like it's so smart it's so smart and so and like so brilliant because like uh. that's that's another thing about college that happens a lot there are there was um a group at my college called jews for jesus yikes and they would they would like try to get you with pamphlets all the mm. time they, like they'd stand um like at the bus stop and like outside the gym like jews for jesus jews for jesus and i'm like i don't know what you mean by this <laughs> um so that was that's, like religious conser- conversion i think was like a another thing because like you know college students are so open-minded to the point of not wanting to be converted yeah exactly like i'm good thanks yeah and so um, everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, how dare you try to convert us? And Vanessa is like, that was bad, Blair. Dan, she doesn't have to be the only queen bee. Go do something. And so Dan makes an announcement. And he's like, hey, you know, it's Georgina's did this in the past. She's not like that anymore. This isn't her doing. And Blair's like, she wants to like buy your friendship by taking you to a yeah. bar. But like, I thought everybody was having fun here. So you want to, you know, go to this fancy bar with Blair or Is hang it out. Monkey bar? Yeah. That's adorable. It's really cute. Go to this monkey bar place with Blair or you want to hang out and drink cheap beer with me. And I was like, yeah, Dan, you so cool. Cheap beer, love him. And it's like, it's weird. Even like me as a watcher, as a, as a, as a watcher of the show, I'm like really like, what? People I like know, Dan? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to it as a, as a, as a viewer. Like, what's but going on? But I think on? as a college freshman, I would also like Dan. Like, he's oh, cute. Absolutely. He's seems intelligent he's very plaid yeah and he like always is he wants to learn more and we yeah. love that like i love that totally and he would definitely be like a stud on the campus oh absolutely total stud so yeah so everybody like stays and blair's like you know okay i guess i'm gonna like you know like i guess i lost I, so yeah. she goes with her tail between her legs to cuddle with chuck and she's like you were right the lighting's really bad yeah it's really sweet and they have a kind of sweet moment which they're I'll so talk- cute they are pretty cute i know we're we're kind of anti <laughs> dan and not and we're kind of anti chuck and blair but like it's growing on me it's great i mean like when they're good they're great yeah like when they have their sweet moments it's like really nice to see yeah and especially um in the, the beginning of the season it's when they're in their their honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. it's really nice and I appreciate it. But like when they're bad, they're really bad, and it's, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Um, but so manipulative in so many games. Yeah, but uh, the episode, um, the loosest part of this episode ends with Dan waking up on the rooftop, getting a phone call from Vanessa. He's like, "Hey, you want to hang out later?" He's like, "I'm still, you know, still pretty so hungover. So hungover. Oh, I'll catch you later, though." She's like, "Okay." And then you know when he hangs up the phone, someone's head comes into frame who is it georgina and what do they do next they kiss it's disgusting and it's horrible don't do that i don't like it so anyways that's how their story that's how the so NYU. Let's, that's not an nyc story so let's talk about uh chuck and serena yeah. of all pairings which is something that we you know don't foresee ever yeah it was it was a really interesting pairing so their their story was kind of intertwined so at the end of last season we found out that serena was um, enrolled to go to Brown. Right. And so this episode starts off with her, you know, talking to Dan about how she's like, oh my God, NYU is perfect for you with like this sad longing behind her eyes that she wishes someplace were as good for her as NYU is for Dan. Right. And Dan's like, yeah, with you and Brown. She's like, uh, yeah, yeah me, sure. Brown, for sure. Totally. And so like you definitely see this apprehension of Serena going to college, going away. And you know, she's still like off, you know, the whole trying to find her dad. Oh my God. All this past summer and all of her twisty stuff she went with Carter and there's a lot going on with her. Like she still has paparazzi after her. (laughs) Like 
she's going through the motions. Daddy Razzi, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, Papa Razzi. Um, yeah. So she's 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 kind of spinning a bit, and she really doesn't know what to do. But she's trying to like you know keep her head above water a bit. And Rufus comes to her, and he's like, "I'm really proud of you, Gwendolyn Brown." And she's like, "Uh huh." Yeah, and it's like making. You can like see the anxiety behind her eyes, but yeah. she's like, "I don't want to do this. Please, I, where's the exit button? Where's that? Where where can like yeah. you know push it and get it? You know, just get out." And she ends up going off to quote unquote school, but ends up at Chuck's uh, front the door, bass cave. the bass cave. And she's like, you know, tells to Chuck, she's like, you know, I couldn't do it. Like, I can't, I don't want to be at school. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But like, I I just know that like me going to school would not solve what's going on with me. And Chuck is like, you know, finding a way to like blame Carter Basin about this. It's like, because he hates Carter. He hates Carter. He hates Carter so much. He's like, I know you were hanging out with Carter Basin. You know, is he behind this? And, and she's like, I haven't seen Carter in like a while since the polo match. Like, I... I don't, I don't know. No, he's not part of this. He's not part of this. And so Chuck is like, hmm, well, you can, sure, but you can, so you can, you know, like figure out your shit, you know, you can sit here as long as you need to. It's fine. And And he also tells her that like, he's going to, he wants her out of the house later because he's going to have a business meeting. Right. And his, his idea is to buy an old art deco slash bank building i don't know if it was an art deco bank building or an art deco building that had a bank in it I don't probably know. probably the latter yeah anyways there's a vault obviously in this bank area and he wants to turn the vault into a club yes he wants to turn it into like you know a burlesque place yeah let's go attack he wants to make it into some place like you know similar to like what the vitor L- 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 was yeah. and all that kind of that same vibe where the front of the house would be like a restaurant dignified restaurant and then the back is like an after hours kind of like loose um, of women of the club. night or whatever club yeah club so and like the way he tells it to Serena is like kind of like this is why Chuck is growing on me because I like seeing people excited about things and he is so excited about this deal yeah he is and he's he's growing and he's trying to make a name for himself and trying to cultivate an image that's outside of his you know usual yeah to clarify Chuck is not going to college he is just taking over Bass Industries and trying to do I guess like just real estate type stuff right similar to what his dad did and like you know and he had even said this to Blair he's like people people like us you know degrees are accessory Mm -hmm. it's just something that we have but we don't necessarily need it yeah which is nah it's not it's not it's not it's not a lie (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing it's like they don't necessarily need no they have money they have money like you get you know you get a degree to get money but in some ways yeah but if you already have money you don't you like yeah. yeah, you don't need it to like change your life. Yeah, exactly. So it's um it's interesting to like see this dichotomy of like the idea of college and the collegiate life. You know, you have like all the stuff that's going on at NYU, and then you have these two kids who are also from that same quote unquote world. Their world. And kind of like you know choosing a different path. Yeah, and so um, so Chuck is. So Serena doesn't know what she's doing with her life and Chuck is like going straight. He wants to like make money. Exactly. And he wants to like, so his dad turned his first profit at 22 and he wants to do it by the time he's 21. Right. So like Chuck is definitely like he has a mission. He's very focused. Whereas Blair, which Serena is like very lost. She's so like, I mean, we see her like the past two, like Serena has 
always been lost. I don't yeah. think she ever finds herself. No. And that's like just kind of annoying to watch. She like follows people a lot. Yeah. And she kind of just stumbles into a path. Yeah, and exactly. And she claims that's a path that she's going down, but she hasn't. She never actually takes a path that's truly her own. She never wants any, like she never wants anything. Yeah. Bad enough to do it. Exactly. She doesn't have a drive. I like, feel like all of her relationships have been like that. Like someone's been interested in her, and she's like. Okay, I guess Good I'll enough. do this. Good enough. Yeah. And, I, and, it, and it goes back to, like, her self-esteem issues that we've talked about, you know, at length about. Mm-hmm. But um, while Chuck is going th- going through his business meeting that night, Serena pops in because she broke her heel. Because expensive shoes always break, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But she broke her heel. So she's, like, you know, meeting somebody. And then while Chuck is, like, you know, trying to get rid of her, she's like, oh, did he tell you about the club? in the vault and he's like no no and chuck is like get the fuck out of here you ruined my meeting because essentially he had he was not going to tell the investor about the club because no one wants to finance that shit yeah people want to finance restaurants well i don't know what people want to finance, but like the clubs are higher risk because like they bring a lot of noise absolutely riffraff yeah and also like um, they did mention, which is actually kind of interesting because it's, it's 2009. Yeah. It's and it's at the height after, of the crash. Yeah. And um, and they talked about like, you know, like how the how the similarities of like a speakeasy was to the last time the market crashed. Uh, and they're kind of bringing that to like the cultural, you know, resonance. Kind of, yeah, because that's of, the time that that was happening in, right, to bring, the world, in America. Right. And they're trying to bring like, you know, like, oh, yeah, there is. And I feel like they probably got some pressure from like network. Like you have to acknowledge that there is a crash going yeah. on. That like all this rich and you know, all this riches and vivaldi is happening here. It like doesn't, doesn't really, it doesn't affect them at all. Though. It doesn't affect them. They're the 1%. They, they're fine. Yeah. Like their life would never change. But, you know, characters like Dan and the Humphreys it affected them a bit because yeah. like, they couldn't sell their loft they couldn't sell the the um, they brought that in a little bit so they brought that in a little bit so like, it's another that it's another time in the show where I kind of bring like yeah there is like a stark uh, uh, there is like a crisis going on mm-hmm. in the in the country's economy at the moment so it was, it was interesting to like t- talk about that and just like how with Chuck he's like he even while you know he's a very rich dude, he still needs to have investors. Yeah, and they're they're still going to invest in things that are lower risk at exactly. this point. Exactly. So um, now Serena is, was like thrown out, called her a train wreck. Yeah, he was like, like he yelled at her, and he's like, like, "How dare you!" And like I don't like seeing talk like that. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's like really mean to Serena, and Serena's like, "What?" Yeah. Well, she's just like she's she's you know she's very fragile and yeah. vulnerable at this time. Like she doesn't really know what she's doing with her life and Serena needs so much support and like Chuck is not the person to get that from Mm-mm. like he struggles to provide that for Blair yeah so like you know she is not doing great and so she goes to the Humphreys loft to like you know because um, she feels like she can't go back to Chuck's place to like you know spend the night she you definitely know. can't go back to her house because she's right. supposed to be a brown. brown so she goes to the Humphreys and Dan you know says like you know, he has, like, no judgment, which is, like, I think, like... Surprising? It's definitely surprising, but I feel like... I feel like the no judgment thing is also because he, like, he loves Serena. That's exactly what I was, that yeah. I was going at. It was, like, I feel like he, like, she is his blind spot. Like, he... Yeah. He will... He does not jump to too much conclusions when it comes to Serena just because, oh, like, sure. they have, like, a lot of... They have a lot of... They have a past. They have mm-hmm. a past, and he knows that, like, most of Serena's intentions are for good. Yeah. And if she was not going to school, it's probably for a good reason. Yep. 
Exactly. So he's like, you know. He also never had high expectations of her. Yeah. Which I think is part of why he's like, oh, obviously she didn't go to school because no one expected her to. Yeah. So she's Serena. Yeah. And that's probably that's sort of the downside of that yeah. kind of um, situation. But um, Dan, he says, like, you should go to my dad. Yeah. Rufus will give you good advice. He's pretty, he's pretty solid with advice. Yeah. And he is. Rufus does try to be a good father. Like he tries and he like tries to talk to his kids about stuff so like that right. is that is a logical thing sure and so serena goes to do just that and he she finds chuck there and they had breakfast over you know the situation and so she's like all nervous yeah. about like what chuck must have said to him and R- rufus goes straight to con- jumps right to conclusions he's like look you know you know it's still still enough time you know we can get you to brown now you can go i have the car waiting in an hour yeah we, let's, go. let's just go and serena's like um I don't want to do that. You know, I want to talk to you about why I want to do yeah. this. And he's like, I don't want your mother to find out. And she's like, I think you're more afraid of my mom than I am. And so she's like, nice talk. Bye. She's like, I, I don't want to like, do this. That's not a, that's not like a good fatherly thing to do. Just not like, at all. It's like, it's putting throwing money in the problem. But like also another thing about this is that like Lily hasn't been there for like the first part of like these, the first few, last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Cause I think she's taking care of CC or something like yes. that. And so, um, Rufus is like, Oh God, like Serena's not my biological daughter. She's li- my, like my, my fiance's biological daughter. Like I, this thing happened while I was supposed to be taking care of her. Like right. she is supposed to be going to college and now she's not going to college and I'm taking care of her. And so like he wants, he wants to like kind of, um, he wants everything to be perfect too. yeah he wants everything to be perfect and he doesn't want you know any blemishes on his you know on this transitional period you know uh, Lily had entrusted Rufus to care of the kids yeah. while she's away and that like this you know not just not going to college like what the fuck yeah Rufus what'd you do exactly and so she he's upset about that and like nervous and so he doesn't want to rock the boat but also Serena's like but this is my life I can't just like you know up and go to college all willy-nilly when I'm not, you know, emotionally ready for it yet. And so Rufus is like, you can figure that out later, but like, just go to school, please. Like, I don't want you to make this mistake. Like, I don't want you to make that mistake. And Serena just like, you know what, I can't do this. And so she leaves. And so she, her, you know, her her train wreck of a, train wreck of a life, she decides to call Carter Bazin. Because that's what you do when you're Bazin, like on, Bazin. when you're like, you know, going you know 90 on a train and it's just like you're just going and you don't care where it goes oh my god it's like you watched captain america oh carter basin fell off a train i didn't know that he dies oh probably comes back to life in the next one probably he's in it sure yeah um but uh so she calls just fine so she cars carter and she's like let's get fucked up tonight (laughs) let's go hang out let's go to this specific bar right let's go to this bar and like i'm i'm deferring from school so let's celebrate what do you want hey i was wondering if you want to go out tonight i thought you were a brown no i'm not in fact after i hang up with you i will be withdrawing my admission there's nobody i'd rather celebrate with so are you in or out see you tonight we have time and so Kara's like, yeah, yeah okay, fine. Sure. That sounds fun. I Let's love you. Yeah, like exactly. He, he has feelings for her. Oh, he has deep feelings for Serena and has for quite the a while. The last, yeah. Like longer than of... longer than we probably actually even know. Because like the summer, they spent the entire summer together. Right. But like even before then, they were like, there was some feelings. Yeah. You know, um, beforehand. So like there was something going on. And um, 
she and Carter, they go to the bar together, and then they see that Chuck's having this meeting there, which is oh, so coincidental. Another, so surprised he's having a business meeting for pro- is it probably the same thing? Same thing because the first well, the first investor got ruined because yeah. of Serena, and so she's like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna ruin it again, and so she goes over and she like brings um carter along and they like just start shit talking chuck right in front of his investors like remember when blah 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 you were such a bad person look at how bad at business you are party 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 (gasps) no way serena carter this isn't a good time well then let's make it one what's wrong chuck aren't you happy to see us you know carter and i were just sharing our favorite chuck bass stories there were so many we had to break them into categories what were we up to international affairs uh there was a time when uh, chuck and the italian ambassador's son were asked to leave an amsterdam brothel now that's an accomplishment simple misunderstanding none of us spoke any dutch <laughs> Oh my gosh, is this is this a business meeting? I'm I'm sorry if you sense any tension. These two don't like each other that much because they share the same days in women. Sometimes they share the actual women. That's enough. So what's this business meeting about, Bass? Still trying to fill your daddy's shoes. Yeah, Jeff, come on, tell him your idea. I'm opening a restaurant. Yeah, that's what he's telling people. But downstairs in the vault, he's creating a club. What did he say? You wanted to redefine decadence? You wanted to ruin my deal. So you came here and work hard days and is your way, man. I told Rufus about Brown because I was actually concerned for you. I'm sorry to have wasted your time. Yeah, and Chuck is just like cool thanks for ruining this again for yeah. me and so he just like excuse, like he just like excuses himself from the table excuse me and then i'm just gonna go so he, like the reason that he ended up telling rufus is he gives a shit he, yeah he's worried he about cares. serena he like actually cares about serena and like throughout their whole conversation and beforehand he referred to her as not serena but sis yeah like he is he is an orphan because he also like He's very close with Lily, right. and like you know, that's his, her daughter. Right, exactly. But like Chuck is an orphan; he doesn't yeah. have any like parental family. The only family biological family he has is like fucking Jack, who's, who sucks. Who sucks? So like Lily is li- Lily, and by extension, Serena and Eric. That's his family. That's his family. So like he is very close to them, as close uh, as close as he can be. And so like he, when he saw you know Serena having issues he wanted to try to like save her a little bit try yeah to throw her a safety raft or, or something because like, he, like he knew he couldn't provide the emotional support but maybe rufus could which like i don't know if i would i think going to rufus directly was a little bit petty yeah but like he could have gone to like dan or something but like well him and dan are the, the closest true. so i feel like him i feel like rufus or even like blair well, blair's going through her own shit right now right but i feel like rufus is her dad-ish right and also like he is an authority figure yeah he is an adult and i think like with them he wanted to go to the source and try yep. to like you know like Figure this, is, this is bigger than me yeah i can't i can't save her but you might be able to and so like i i can appreciate chuck reaching out to rufus even though it might have not been the best mm-hmm. i can understand why he did it and so serena now is feeling pretty sheepish at this moment she's like you know, like, uh, fuck. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were just being petty like I was being petty. Yeah, and so the next day, um, oh, before then, oh, Carter's like, oh, so you used me? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Carter, of course we used you. Yeah, like, what Like, what do you expect? She doesn't love you. Come on no. now. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, maybe if you pursue her long enough, she'll fall in love with you, like, 
I mean, it's worked before. Yeah. So, so um, the next day, Serena she goes to to the loft, and um, Rufus is there. And they they or no, Serena's Sorry, at the, the loft, loft, and like yeah, right. Rufus goes there to see Serena, and he he's like, you know, they're both they apologize to each other, like for, um, like like instinctually yelling at each other and getting mad at each other. And Rufus tells Serena that he also decided not to go to Rutgers. Right. Um, and like she with Brown, they both decided not to go. And Rufus is like, I wanted to pursue music and I knew I had to do that. And Serena kind of comes to the conclusion, like I know Brown isn't right for me, but also I have no idea what I'm doing with my life and there's no reason for me to not go. Um, but like, she knows she's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And so like, that was, that was an interesting, like sort of similar situation, but like, Rufus is trying to understand Serena, but it's a different situation. Like totally. he wanted to not go to college for a specific reason. Right. Where Serena is just like, I don't want to go there just because my mom wants to go. Yeah. She wants me to go there. It's not a good like enough you were reason. Saying, the path that she follows is the path that she's on. Yeah. And, and it's, but you know, it's, it is telling that like Serena still felt like she was safe at the loft. That was yeah. a good place for her to be. And that like, despite of the, the, the the disagreement that her and Rufus had earlier, at least she feels safe there. Yeah, well, and Dan's so, the only one living there now. Yeah, but it's still like, but it's still Rufus's it's still Rufus's place, is, yeah. and it's still like, by extension a Humphrey residence. So, yeah, like, she she feels safe there, and in some place where she can, you know, potentially um, have some stability. Yeah, and so the episode. Um, ends in a really wonderful place with like Blair and Serena that I want to talk about a little bit. They are on okay. the Met steps together. And um Blair, she still hasn't really found her place at NYU, but Serena seems a little more, you know, stable. Yeah, and Blair Blair says to Serena that she um isn't worried about her because she seems like this is where she's supposed to be or like this she's not supposed to be at Brown. Right. And it's kind of similar to like the way Serena was with Dan. Like you're exactly where you're supposed to be at NYU. Mm -hmm. And so Blair, like you feel like you're, you feel much better. Like, you know, like maybe you're not supposed to be at Brown. Yeah. And it was just a really nice moment. Kind of reminded me of like the moment they had in season two with them being on the Met steps together after prom. Oh my God, the Met steps. Yeah. So many wonderful things have the Met steps. Maybe one day me and you will be the Met steps. Yes. We we can reunite. I'll come with you in August. Okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, because I'll be in New York if you want to hang out with me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a a sweet moment. And I think that's kind of where the episode Ends. There is a very tiny thing that we should talk about with this episode. Oh God, I forgot all about this boring shit. So a, another another thing, another <sighs> tiny storyline. I'll just I'll quickly run through it. Cool. Nate and Bree are still boringly hooking up. Bree and Nate are they come from like you know Montague Capula type families where they're like you know Republicans versus Democrats and Bush versus Clintons. Yeah, or something. and so they're like they're like you know hooking up because it's hot to sleep with the enemy yeah and then so they like they try to so they um they decide to spend an entire weekend together because they they want to know if it's like real or if it's just like hooking up so they decided to get sick of each other yeah. which is stupid but whatever they it's something to for it. Dan- it's nothing for Nate to do yeah it's true he looks really cute by the way yeah, he looks very he looks attractive so cute with his hair pushed back i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> And but they eventually fall for each other. Yeah. And they're like, this might be real. And so so Bree, she like calls her mom because well, her mother calls her because the Dora man recognized um, the Vanderbilt for whatever reason. And uh, she and called her mom for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, Bree was trying to like, you know, explain herself to her mother and her mother wasn't having it. And so she's like, "Uh, well, I told my mom the truth about us because, you know, I'm willing to take a risk on what this is. So it's kind of nice. It ends in this boring 
little yeah. offshoot of the release of this episode but like it's yeah fine. it's so, like it's barely any part of the episode it's, yeah it's also so boring yeah it gets interesting it's, in the next couple of episodes but right yeah. now it's like nothing they're just so. trying to like put brie and nate together to bring brie and brie so boring brie yeah. so boring and nate so boring and like they're together they very both, boring they both make vegetable oil together somehow you mix two mayonnaises <laughs> together and somehow there's a vegetable i don't know i don't know how food works it's weird Ugh. But not here for it yeah so that's the episode, and we'll be back after these messages. For listeners of the Gossip Girls podcast, Lola's offering a 50% savings on your first order. Get your first two-box order for just $9, regularly $18. So Lola has 100% organic cotton menstrual products for Ooh. people who menstruate, but they also have a My First Period box that I really want to get, even it's though so I'm cute. so many periods in. Same. There's I... like a little pamphlet, too. Like, I want to learn about my period. When did you get your first period? When I was 13. I got mine when I was 15. I was a super late bloomer. That's oh why I didn't God. get boobs until I was like 22. I got my period on my, like my first period was on my way back from Hawaii on a family trip. And so like, as soon as I got back, I got my period. I was like, thank God you didn't interrupt my beach trip. I got my first period in the middle of a history test. Ew. And I. Oh, did you think you peed yourself? Yeah. And then I was so excited because I was like, fucking finally. I know. I was like, because I was like When's 15 going on 16. And I was like, I still hadn't had my period yet. And I was like, am I, am I dead inside? So if you, <laughs> if you are not dead inside, but you want to start your first two box order for just $9 instead of $18, you can go to trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com. Again, that's trymylola.com slash gossipgirls.simplecast.com. Get your first two box order for just $9. Menstruation. Yeah. All right, and it's fashion time. Burr, burr, fashion. Put it all on me. Don't see these clothes on me. <laughs> I don't know the team. Fashion. Turn it around. Fashion. Turn it around. Ooh, fashion. fashion. <laughs> I don't know the songs, <laughs> but I did it. You did it. Good job. <laughs> I'll just have to like. I'll just have to play this song for you one day. It's such a good song. Okay. But I'm sorry. Like I was humming your version of fashion. <laughs> Which is like even quite the Lady Gaga fashion the other day, and it made me really funny. There's me really two songs by Lady Gaga called Fashion for some reason. What are you doing, girl? I don't know. All right, so first up is uh, Blair's red dress. Yeah, it was like a little bit satiny, had like a peplum thing, but mm-hmm. otherwise it was very form fitting. I really liked it. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I love the color. It's a very Blair outfit. Also, I loved the color. I know. I love that color red. Oh it's, my god! It's like a pure. It's not. It's not. It's, it's like, like a, a deep red. It's like the red lipstick red. Mm-hmm. It's like a. Ugh, yeah, exactly. It's like, ugh, I love mm, it. Love it. Um, Chuck's lavender tie. I love Chuck's outfit. It he was, was so like good. wearing suspenders and looking all business cute. Like it's not 2009 and it's actually 1982. It's abs- like it reminded me of Richard Gere and Pretty Woman. Oh my god, absolutely. I was like, I'm here for it. So cute. Um, Blair's culture appropriated purple dress did not like it not a fan nope don't do that uh do less blair um but also i will uh, about less her shorts really cute her, I lo- she has these yellow shorts at the college party with it's really ugly brown pattern top mm, i didn't like that but the fan. shorts were so cute so cute i want some yellow- i'm gonna go yellow short shopping okay soon can we go thrifting soon yes okay Okay. Not soon, like tomorrow. I was gonna say, like, I don't have tomorrow. It's we, can, fine. we can go soon. We can go on a Monday. I always want to go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go on a Monday. Let's go on a Monday. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Jordina's glittery tank. I didn't really like it. It's like that kind of glitter that's like not real glitter. It's not sequins. It was Mm-mm. like 
weird shiny button texture. The crunchy kind of yeah. glitter, like, like like if you like if you Ugh. rub against it, you're gonna have a glitter hand now. Like you are glitter. You're like one of it. Mm-hmm. Like I because I had one of those. Like I had a similar top, but it was like a, it was like a black. Yeah, I was a black um, glittery top in 2009 because I was trying to trying something Help new. God. Always, uh, and um, I rubbed my arm against it, and it was just full of glitter. It's like cool. I shine now, oh. so yeah, not in a good way. Um, so Shiny. yeah, music. Oh my god. Ah, okay, music. so there is a band called Cobra Starship, and they was had... a band. They don't oh, exist anymore. No. I mean, I hope they don't. They they were they terrible. were so bad, they but were like awful. good. I loved. Okay, so the song they had two songs this episode. They did. One of them was "Good Girls Go Bad." Featuring our very own Leighton Meester. Big girls go bad. <laughs> big girls go. Big girls go bad. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> so bad. Um, and then you um, were hanging in the corner with your five best friends. <laughs> Who hangs out in corners with five best friends? Mm. I would never go anywhere with five best friends. You, you know a lot of the lyrics of the song. I'm making those up right oh, now. I, I didn't know. Also, I know all the lyrics of that song. Oh it's, it gives me one of my favorite songs. Like, I was obsessed with this song when it first came out. Oh, really? I don't know why. I was like, wow, this is me. Like, I am a good girl who goes back bad at, like, the bars in downtown Cleveland. I... Hey, Mike. Want to hang out? <laughs> There's always a Mike. There's always a Mike, isn't there? Always. Especially in Cleve. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Um, 1901 by Phoenix, which is so. 2009. Oh my god, that song was like everywhere. Yeah, so I have a, I have a fun little story about Tell this. Me. So, and they played Lollapalooza in 2010 and um, um, the 1901 was like on every commercial. Oh my god. Especially the car commercial and the entire concert was drunk dudes went, I want to hear this song from the commercial. Oh my god, that sucks. And I was like, and I'm trying to hear like Playground of Love with Playground Love, which is a song that was in I Virgin know Diaries. Playground Love. With your playground. That's not Phoenix, is it? That's that's Phoenix with what? Air. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I thought it was Air. It's Air, but the guy, the lead singer oh, of Phoenix, sang that song. That's so interesting. I love Playground. I know that song. It's a great song. That was also in a car commercial. It was, but it was also, but it was also part of the soundtrack for the Virgin Diaries. Oh. Who is Sofia Coppola? Who is that Virgin Suicides? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is the wife? Or I think the partner of the lead singer from Phoenix. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I was like listening to this beautiful song. Like I'm, this is one of my favorite songs. Like I'm trying to hear it, and this girl like, "Where's the song from the commercial?" I'm like, "Fuck How did you." That song go again? Um, nineteen oh one. Yeah, great song. It's that good beat. Oh, that's right. Bothered, bothered, Oh no, sure. That's not recognizable. Shut up. <laughs> um, and then this song that was stuck in your head all day, um, Amber's by uh, Jazz Jack. It's good. I like it. Was, it's a cute song. It, it was, is. I think that, as part of the episode, flowed so well. Totally. Like It felt like a new beginning song. Totally. It was really nice. I really, really liked like, it. It was kind of like a nice sweet. Yeah, because like they played it over like the, hey, you know, everyone's back in New York and school's starting again. Everything's new and yeah. fresh. And different, and that's like that song just overlaid perfectly. Oh, I loved nice. it. Let's talk about Otech Low Tech. Um, yeah, the vault plan graphics so adorable, so bad. No computer rendering here. Oof, 
And just like the like just the the the, the silhouettes of the women. <laughs> oh God. Why are you doing that? Just the antiquated versions of women too. It was like, okay. Antiquated versions of women. <laughs> These women make sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. Damn, if you can ever find a woman who makes a sandwich these days. Oh, oh. my gosh. Um, a bookstore. <laughs> oh. So old school. Imagine seeing someone you know at a bookstore. Like, you don't buy all your books on Amazon.com. Right. Or used. Yeah. Like, I would, like, I would, like, go to, like... Dan Humphrey, that was probably a used bookstore, actually. Maybe. It was was a campus, though. It's, like... It's a campus bookstore. The the book, the used book thing is, like, so wild. Like, the the way that money exchanges hands in college is so weird with books. Like, that just blows my mind. Like, you buy a book for $400, you sell it back for, like, $200, they resell it again. They make so much profit on each time they sell that book if Mm -hmm. it's the same version number. Yep. So weird. It's wild. Um, straight observations. So many good ones. My favorite one was when Blair is talking to these girls. Um, she's like, is anyone from New York City? And one girl's like, I am. And Blair goes, Riverdale, is it New York City? Which, is it a suburb of New York? I don't know. Is it? Like the, the Riverdale, Riverdale? No. Oh, okay. No, but like, <laughs> Riverdale is a section in New York, though. It's like in oh. Manhattan. That's like by, oh, I'm thinking Riverside. My bad. Never mind. Oh, no. No. Yeah. She's uh, canceled. Sorry. I like, <laughs> so I wonder if like Riverdale is intended to be a suburb of New York. It could City. be. Yeah, because like that's where Veronica Lodge is from. Yeah. Oh, oh man. God. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh ah! my god. I know. That's why I heard it. I was like, ha. Ah! Oh, that's hilarious. Oh man. Um, let me see. What else? Well, it's just your observation for you. Um, I really liked what Georgina said to, or Georgina was talking to Blair, and Blair's like. Are you still like into Jesus? And Georgina's like, no, we don't like don't. We're not really on the same path anymore. And she goes, you mean Jesus dumped you because he found out you were Satan? <laughs> I was just like, we're not. Like, we don't have the same relationship anymore. We're like, you know, exploring our options. Yeah. Some shit. It's it's like, just okay. Like, like a, it was like an end of a relationship. Like someone got dumped. Type yeah, of cop out. Totally. It was so funny. Uh, Blair's a size, a size seven shoe. Oh my god! Yeah. I am of not. Of course she is. I am such. I have massive feet. I don't have mass. I'm a size eight. So that's fine. I'm I have just a, telling you. I, I, that's fair. I'm almost Blair. Shut up. I have I have gargantuan feet. I make them feet. good girls go bad. I hang out in the corner with my five best friends. <laughs> Jetador. My God. Jetador. Oh man. Uh, Somebody to love. Okay, now I'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> Easter song. Sorry. My gosh. Um. Okay, sorry. There's. Can we talk about um, Forever by J.D. Bloom? Is the the book that Dan decided uh, to read? Why? Uh, just because this is—is is that the one where she where they, they talk about masturbation? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. I okay. So a book that I reread almost every year because it's at my parents' house is, uh, oh my god, it's a Beverly Cleary book. Oh yeah. What is it? Called? Are you like, there, God? It's me. No, oh, that's that's that's, like, that's Judy Bloom too. Yeah, there's there's one Beverly Cleary book that like Beverly Cleary's books are fine but like there's this one book that i used to read like it was called 16 or something yeah was it just called 16 mm-hmm. or it was no it's called the luckiest girl oh because 16 is also judy bloom. yeah so the luckiest girl is by beverly cleary who's not judy bloom but she's like of that same era i think mm-hmm. and um i don't know what i'm talking about now this is a completely different author but this book is about like there's literally no conflict in this book and it's about this girl who moved from portland oregon to la and finds a boy and then dates him and that's it. <laughs> that's the entire story. That's amazing. There is no conflict. I love it. It's like I read it every year and I'm just like 
every time I'm like, what did, what did I just read? That's Anyways, hilarious. I imagine Dan also read that book. Probably. Yeah, I just, like, I, gosh. It's probably his favorite book. Ugh, but yeah. Um, Blair going from VIP to BD, <laughs> which is one of my favorite narrations from uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, it was. AKA Gossip Girl. It was really funny that, like, I liked, I love her, like, snappy things that she says, but, like, VIP to VD is great. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the nurse talking about Better Circle Latica. Oh, yeah. So they're like, POC alert. Bah, 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 bah. There's, There's an like, Asian nerd. And then a white nerd. And Who cares about the white nerd? Yeah, no one cares about him. But they're like <laughs> discussing if TNG is better about Battlestar Galactica. And they're like, no, Battlestar Galactica is about terrorism. And I'm like, you can like both. They're, when you're. <sighs> I love that you like, like at this argument though, you're like actually like taking up an arms. I, so I hate people who are like, are you into Star Wars or Star Trek? You can like both. Yeah. They are different. They are not the same. They are not comparable. Get a girl who likes both. Yeah. Yeah. Get a girl who can like both. Thank you. Also earlier today, Shara called me Subi Tiberius Shaw. So she's learning about Star Trek. Um, You're growing. It's a person. This was one of my favorite notations that you had was um, Dan fell asleep on the roof and his cell phone was still alive. Oh yeah, that was supposed to be in my old tech, low tech. Yeah, like somehow his like old ass cell phone from the batteries never die. They don't. Things. It takes like three. They last forever. I had a flip phone that I lost in my in my like things of stuff like for three years. I didn't see it like until I moved. Uh-huh. And I was like packing stuff and it was like, still, still on. It was still on and then I like played Tetris on it. It was awesome. That's amazing. It was great. And it still had like two bars too. I was like, damn fam. So good. Fucking love flip phones. Um anything else before we wrap this shit up and uh, rate it? Um, I also liked the way that Gossip Girl ended another like good insult is apparently higher education doesn't make for better decision making damn girl you are extremely right yes exactly it does not do that nope people are still dumb as fuck in college so let's rate the episode i gave this episode a nine yeah i loved it so much i would give it a definite nine for me i i think the storylines were like intertwined and disparate enough and i i I loved how each storyline had meat to it yeah for sure. I I just, I really enjoy different pairings. Mm-hmm. The Chuck and Serena one. Chuck and Serena was great. really good. We haven't really seen much from them as like a pairing off together. Yeah. I also um, liked the um, the Dan and Blair, obviously, for obvious reasons. I Dan and Blair. Dan and Blair. Dan and the Blair. The sex and tension was rapid. Oh my God. They're, they belong together. Um, also, it's interesting kind of seeing that this new potential romance between Dan and Georgina. Ew, I mean, it's I love awkward, it so gross and I but love it's also it. like something that's like kind of been, you know, wrapping up for a couple of seasons now. Yeah. Like when they didn't sleep together in season one, but they might as well have. Exactly. And also like no one knows what that means. Yeah. But, you know, Dan and Georgina do have a, you know, romantic past in some extent, even though she was known as Sarah back then. But that's another story Sarah entirely. From Portland. Sarah from Portland. But um, it's interesting to see um, the different parents and then just getting more into uh, college life and just seeing how the show is reacting uh-huh. to being in college and not being in the hallways. Also, of the why isn't uh, why isn't Nate at Columbia? He's fucking in a room. And I'll, I Shouldn't guess he be at orientation time? Week? Yeah, already orientation week starting week. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, it was a weekend. So maybe it was a yeah. weekend. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Also, Bree is, she's in grad school, right? Grad so she's school. like, 21 22 oh, word so, i don't know something's she doesn't have orientation he's like i don't have orientation either i don't know something's Brie all about that buckley 
<laughs> I hate her last name. <laughs> Buckley. <laughs> oh, man. So that was the episode. So I want to thank Cards Against Humanity so much for uh, letting us use your facilities and your equipment. And letting get... me eat a banana today. Thank you. Absolutely. I want to thank CB for being a great associate producer, being an all-around fantastic podcast wife and host, and just being a beacon of light in my oh life. Oh, my God. Am I your podcast wife? You're totally my podcast wife. <laughs> Do we get podcast married? Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, we've been doing this for a while now. We're so. podcast common law married. Everyone send Absolutely. us gifts. Yes, please send us gifts always. Um, and want to thank um, want to thank Post Loudness for being our wonderful collective that we're a part of. It's an independent. It's a collective filled with independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer-defined hosts. And you can learn more about them at postloudness.com. Want to give a shout out to Lola this week, which is our new sponsor. sponsor. Woot So very excited about that. And you can go to lola.com slash gossipgirls.symbolcast.fm to get your free trial. And uh, we'll be back soon. Next week, next week we'll, be, we'll be next. Yeah. Week. We'll be next week. Just kidding, guys. We're we're gonna keep us up for sure. We're like yeah. we have like mo- motivation to like get this gossip done. Gossip girl, gossip girl, gossip girl. We'll be back next week. Until then, you know, know you love, love us. us. XOXO. XOXO, gossip girls. Post loud.